Uh, little did we know we had the silver dragon and, <laughs> and, and dragonvore iconographer uh, like progenitus yeah. on yeah. this really really lucky yeah, <laughs> we we make rare appearances in our true form but <laughs> i'm also seeing your dragonvore progenitus as our new url Welcome, everybody, to the GTRTP podcast. That's the Gaming for Trans Rights tabletop podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Leah, and I use she, they pronouns. Uh, with me, as always, is my my ride or die, uh, my home home friend for life, John. <laughs> home, friend. home friend. Home friend, My freedom John. friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my pronouns are he, him. And uh, joining us from our playthrough of the game we're discussing today, Damn the Man, Save the Music, uh, we have Lara, Paige Turner. Hi, I'm here too, and my pronouns are she, her. Uh, and we are uh, incredibly lucky to have with us the creators of Damn the Man, Save the Music, uh, as well as a number of other uh, incredible hit top 40 charting <laughs> RPGs. Uh, <laughs> Evan and Hannah, would you like to introduce yourselves? Yeah, I am Hannah Schaefer, uh, she, they, for pronouns, and Evan and I make all sorts of little role-playing games together. She, they, squad. She, they, <laughs> she, they for the win. Uh, I'm Evan. Uh, he or they is our good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and I, I don't know, I do the same thing. I also make those games. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Interchangeable. <laughs> so um it it has been a a hot minute since we did our run through of damn the man saved the music but to uh quickly recap it and pull it in um we were playing we were playing through um the uh i immediately forgotten the name of the store i know this is this is from the book too uh revolution records i'm good good i was like i don't know if i I remember the name so (laughs) from the podcast (laughs) but um our players were playing the young and plucky staff of revolution records our staff uh put together with Tess, the overachiever played by Lara. I was the only competent one. Yeah. <laughs> it, truly. Um, except when uh, her scumbag older brother, Randall, uh, stumbled into enormous success. And then playing off of both of them, uh, the aspiring poet, um, Kimmy DeBaum Sheffield. Yeah. Um, all of all three of these uh all three of these youngsters holding together the store uh owned by Toucan Dan, Dan the Man, Danimal. <laughs> the Danimal. Um, the Danimal. Um the owner and boss of the record store are uh horrifyingly permissive, uh <laughs> incredibly eager to please boss. God, I love seeing a glass door review that just says horrifyingly permissive. <laughs> pay less than competitive but really you could do whatever you want (laughs) um yeah uh i i really enjoyed getting to make my character i was like okay Mm -hmm. what what would i want to have been like when i was 17 uh you know i was of course 17 i'm not saying that i wasn't but if i could (laughs) if i could redo it in like a fun way uh, i would love to have been kimmy de bomb sheffield uh de bomb being the name 
but she tries to get uh the scumbag older brother what was what was that character randall Randall. because randall sold me weed for a long time until tess started (laughs) working at the store and then randall was like i shouldn't be this much of a bad influence in front of my own sister Um, Tess ruined everything by trying to run the store like an actual store yeah (laughs) ruined it uh and then uh yeah my my goal was to exactly my goal uh like five years ago which was just to try and get someone anyone to buy my zine uh that i also (laughs) sold out of the same store it's a a goal we can identify with closely (laughs) and like in real life i ended up giving away the zine and feeling satisfied from that so (laughs) or like trading it for a weird pornographic sticker at a convention (laughs) you know And uh, at this uh, at this crucial day for Revolution Records, um, our staff was welcoming in the big shot, our aging glam rocker Aquarius Rising. Oh, good um, one! Yeah, lightly embalmed, thick makeup, um, <laughs> dre- uh, dreamy, spacey, uh, like <laughs> bad Cockney accent. Um, but he's from like Boston. And, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, comedy ensues, drama is had, uh, things are learned about everyone, and we ended our, and we ended our adventure with Saving Revolution Records. Yay! From, uh, from CD Emporium. All right. Well done. <laughs> yeah, saving it isn't always what happens, so that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I was fully prepared to us to totally fuck up. <laughs> I I wish I was harder on y'all. I like I pumped the brakes a couple of times because I was like, I want to give them chances to to like pull back on like when when things are going wrong, uh, and like I didn't want there to be like a cascade of thing of like wrongdo of like stuff going wrong in the store. But I'm like, but now that I think about it, like that's the that's the game. Horrifyingly <laughs> um, permissive. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, I became too can Dan. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, so we usually open up by like talking about like uh, talking about our highlights, what was super fun and uh, different for us playing the game. And I think for me, like I love playing these kind of like lower stakes, uh, more grounded games. Like there's there's not many games out there where you're playing as like the staff of a retail store. Um, <laughs> and I like that this game sets you up for sitcom like 90s sitcom style like antics um it felt uh at once like very freeing but also very grounded um so i had a lot of fun running this one. Oh, that's great oh, i'm so glad yeah it was it was very fun like getting to like be these different big personalities and pull things together uh, although I do think that I tried to throw too much stuff into the mix. Um, like I, I reading through the book, I remember a suggestion that was in there was like the door in the back room that no one has opened. Um, <laughs> and I loved that so much because I, <laughs> uh, that I ended up like inserting it in the game and it took prominence. I think uh, it, it took prominence uh, in like some of the stories for these for uh, the players, and like in a way that I feel was almost to the detriment of some of the goals that y'all set out. Like, oh, interesting. I, yeah, uh, like I know that there were a couple of times when we had to like make decision or that um, like our, our players made decisions about like what goal they wanted to pursue, and like 
the opening the door wasn't any of like the mechanical goals there but it became the thing we wanted to know the most <laughs> it's our it's our secret goal yeah there were mysteries there that we needed to know. We need to know what's in the dark heart of Toucan Dan. I mean, I think if that's the way a game is going to go, if that's what you're excited about, then there's there's no wrong way to play when there's a secret door that needs opening. So that's the thing. Like, I would have been totally fine if we didn't save the store as long as, like, those cool hidden depths of Danimal the Manimal were revealed to us. Like, I, I loved that so much. And, I, you know... Oh, well, it's not about like min-maxing your record store. It's about having fun, getting your scumbag friend to continue to sell you weed, and then giving them a very <laughs> emotional zine uh, about how happy you are to have friends. You know, if if there hadn't been a door there, the entire game would have been about trying to get that possum out of the store. <laughs> True. <laughs> and instead, that was just a little bit of a bookend. So God, I, I loved Pete the Possum. Um... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. See, the rules, the rules are just it's like you you create a little track and then you can go wherever you want on it. So a lot of vibes-based momentum, which totally works for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Time to go and get the possum out of the walls. The walls. <laughs> um, but uh, now that we are uh, getting into like kind of how the game runs and, and into the mechanics, uh, let's let's talk about some. Let's talk about like the making of the game. So, um, uh, Evan, Hannah. Where did the idea for this come from? Uh, what was it like making the game? What were your inspirations? I'm going to let and Hannah start. Do you start. want to speak to that? Oh, oh, oh okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, you were the spark here. Uh, that's that's true. I mean, you know, the, the inspiration is uh, the movie Empire Records, obviously, which is a movie that I absolutely love. And uh, we were... We had made Questlandia and Noirlandia, which are these games about worlds kind of falling apart. And I was like, oh, you know, these these kind of like day of chaos. For some reason, I can't remember what the trope is, but there's that like one crazy night, I think, is the trope mm -hmm. of like, you know, everything is going to fall apart in this night. I was like, oh, you know, that that trope works really well condensed down rather than these like fantastical world spanning disaster scenarios we've created in these big games why don't we just compress it down to a day in a record store and that actually worked really well yeah i now for sure uh, uh, an admission i have never seen empire records oh, oh that's that's totally okay yeah totally okay i mean uh, now that you've played the game yeah if you've you go lived and watch it. it you'll i've you'll lived live, it. you'll be like oh this is like really close but i've heard about it like yeah. three times this week though just on various things so I, it's a sign and i'm gonna watch that oh, soon going on the movie night schedule that's great though I'm really glad that the game still stood on its own, even, you know, with not everybody having watched the movie. I think that's great. So I'm, oh, I'm for thrilled sure. to hear that. Yeah, I, I think it plays on themes and tropes that are are familiar, like, are, are familiar outside of, like, that specific poll. Like, I, this felt like a familiar game to me, even if I haven't seen Empire Records. Awesome. Like, this was a, a cozy space to inhabit. That's great. Uh, even though I'm a fake 90s kid. <laughs> I'm too young to remember it. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, it's all yeah, it's all about the vibes. So that's that's <laughs> the only part that you have to capture. Well, I would mm-hmm. say nothing grounded us in the source material more than the fact that John did an extraordinary amount of homework and interviewed a record store employee. Oh yeah. Wow. I don't know if that made it into wow. the original episode cut. Oh my but... gosh. Yeah, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I think I have it I think I have my moleskin with the questions and <laughs> stuff right here. But yeah, well okay, so I I so here's an admission. I have never worked retail. Um so or or a, a service industry position Ooh. before. Uh, I know, I know. I'm I I am You're the man. Guillotine. I'm the man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I will be first against the wall when the revolution comes. Until then I will enjoy my caviar. Um but uh it also meant that I didn't want to be a punk poser when I was running this game. Uh so I decided to go to a, our local record store, Grimey's, and uh talk to people who had been working there. Um, like ask what it was like, what was some interesting stuff that they had to deal with, um, what did they like about it? Uh yeah, and oh, yeah, here's my here's my notes. Um, <laughs> uh, some of the stories that I got out were like they have a rec like they have a regular who calls like two to three times a week um, to make like folks in the shop go look for like the same record over and over again. It's like nope, we still <laughs> wow, don't have it. <laughs> that sounds like it's right out of the game. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, or, or like, uh, an unexpected part of, like, working retail is being a therapist to people, because uh-huh. um, a lot of people come, uh, a lot of people come to the store with their problems and want to talk about I them. I want this record, yeah. it was my girlfriend's favorite record, and we broke up, and I now need this record. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that was a, that was a fun and, uh, <laughs> exciting, if not anxious thing to do. Um, was go talk to people at Grimey's and try and like get their experiences and pull it into the game. You did more I research for awesome. running the game than we did for making it. So. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> no, I think that's that's so great. Also, Grimey's is a really good name for a in a great. Store. I was just gonna yeah, say, everyone, so look on itch.io for John's standalone companion piece, uh, Weekend at Grimey's. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh, yeah. God. I also wrote down, like, what the interior of the place was like. So, like, a lot of the details I gave to you guys about Revolution Records, the, like, hand-built wooden shelves and the stuff gotten from, like, um, uh, uh, garage sales and things like that. Like, those were all details that I pulled from there. Also, interviewing my, uh, girlfriend's, uh, my girlfriend's mom about her father, uh, who <laughs> used to run a record store. <laughs> Nice. That's a really good amount of GM research. The real there. life inspiration. I'm, I'm very impressed. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm 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 happy with that. It was it was fun to it was fun to put in the work for something like this. And it was and fun I, for I, us to know, just show up story cool. and be a part of it. <laughs> I'm glad you weren't playing Noirlandia or you would have killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to live in the skin of a killer. <laughs> <laughs> Write what you know, they say. John shows up to the um, recording wearing a Rorschach mask. No! <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, um, let's talk about, like, some of the mechanics in it. So, uh, I, I saw that in, like, Questlandia, it uses, like, kind of a similar system of drawing cards for different building, uh, like, troubles, as well as, like, the, uh, the D6s being, being rolled and added together, um, where did that, uh, where did that system originate? Um, did y'all come up with it? That was a Hannah invention. 
hundred percent. I, uh, I did some wrenching yeah. around with it a little bit. But. Evan, yeah, Evan's wrenching is what is what kind of makes the games work. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, for for Dan the Man, we really kind of simplified the the system because um, we wanted it to just be like a really accessible one shot game. But it mm-hmm. is descended from Questlandia and Noirlandia for sure. Uh, one I, one thing that I thought was really interesting was how like player kind of power levels with like how many dice they rolled and G and like a uh, GM power levels scaled connectedly, but almost independent of one another. So there was like a, a almost like a race to kind of like roll enough dice that are, are so that like n- neither one side nor the other became like, o- like overwhelm overwhelmingly powerful. Or like, yeah, uh, I I, th- I thought that was interesting. I have never seen a, a game that like increased the GM's level of power over time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting way of of putting it. I, mm-hmm. I sort of have thought about it in this abstract, like, oh, the players against the record store or something. But I guess it mm-hmm. is. It's technically scaling the GM's power um, as the world falls apart. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I guess I don't want to identify too much as like the adversarial GM, but certainly oh, as like no, the it's... source of conflict. <laughs> like it, it, I was definitely like uh, cognizant of how many dice I was rolling and <laughs> trying to, trying to like, uh, I, I have a bad habit of like of like like I said like putting my like foot on the brakes when I'm when I'm worried that things are gonna get too hard for the players because I don't want it to mm-hmm. feel bad. Um, but I think that also robs the game of a little of like some potential tension and conflict. Yeah. The players have a power in this one to just like, like the circumstances can get worse and worse and the likelihood of saving the store can go down and down. But the teenage employees have the power of saying whatever like <laughs> looking for a cat. <laughs> yeah. We're we're gonna find that possum. That's all I care about. <laughs> True. That's very much where I was, I think, in the game. <laughs> Again, I was in it for the other two characters um to find out what was in Danimal's secret back room. Um <laughs> I, I was very again. I, I would have been satisfied. I think either way, had we had we won or lost, because also uh, time has uh, bore out, borne out. There's still record stores, and I own way more records than I own CDs. And Hell yeah! Yeah. Now I even own cassette tapes because I'm. I don't want to say a piece of shit because I'm sure a lot of us own cassette tapes. <laughs> but I'm sure, there's another word for it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just because it's fun. I mean, that's what that's what a lot of bands yeah. sell now because they're cheap to make and they're cheap to buy and and people want something that they can touch and you know you can ask ask someone one generation older than you for like a used Walkman and you know <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's fun in like a world where everything is not tangible when it comes to music. It's nice to to have a thing. I think that that circles around to like tabletop gaming as well like don't segue me john i'm still talking i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) but i think it i think it's i mean it's why i have like a a shelf dedicated to you know hard copies of 
like all these rule books and zines that I have. I love having the the print versions of zines, not just PDFs and things, you know, that tangibility is really nice. Uh, so I, I totally get that like material aspect of owning media that you love. Yeah. And I treasure the copy of Morkborg that John sent me. That's, hey, that's yeah. like my one physical book that I actually have. And being <laughs> that we're moving right now, I'm grateful I don't have more. But once we're set up, I'm going to start buying more. <laughs> but I think that's kind of what makes the space so fun to play in, too. And kind of some of the mystique and allure of a record shop is that, like, it is a a store full of, like, physical media um and there's something that is in the same way that like i love bookstores um or like old secondhand stores like i mean mckay's here in, in nashville which is just loaded with you know old toys and dvds and video games and stuff like i love that shit um and i think it's one of the things that makes like this space revolution records like so fun to like go be in uh in in fiction yeah i don't think yeah, it would have worked very great. well as like an at&t store yeah, <laughs> yeah less fun <laughs> a little bit more antiseptic feeling that's, that's for sure the library of Babel doesn't work as well on like a kindle or something <laughs> yeah and you know i really like what you said leah about the idea that uh, also we are like living in this world now where record stores did survive and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to to reframe it as you know it's this game that takes place in the early 90s where it was at this turning point of like oh is the man gonna win and uh we still have grimies we're living in a world <laughs> with grimies and that's really yeah. cool <laughs> i think there's something real special about the return to some of these older like physical mediums because mm-hmm. you know at the time it was just it was the best technology available yeah. But coming back to it, it's a real choice. It's like, you know, just looking at the sweep of how the technology has evolved and how the concept of ownership and even just what a, what music is. And from that entire buffet of options saying like that one, that's a cool shape. Yeah. That feels yeah. real nice to touch. <laughs> yeah. I like the cover of this one. I like the art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Yeah, absolutely. There's something very pleasing to me about the ritual of it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to, you know, taking it out, rubbing it down to get all the, like, flakes of fuzz off it, spraying it with the water, maybe. Uh, not just any water, I don't think. There's there's a specific water. Uh, special water. <laughs> using the little brush to clean the, the needle head. And then, I don't know, as a person who now has confirmed ADHD, finally... Uh, it's nice, like, I don't listen to a whole album anymore unless it's, like, I'm putting it on and I'm leaving it on and it's gonna play through. And technically, I guess you could move the needle around, but, like, I don't know. It, it just, I let it, I let something go on and I don't yeah. you know, worry about it too much. I love that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Radical. While we're talking about it, uh, I'm gonna plug, uh, hopefully this will go out eventually, but uh, plug two places here in Chicago. Uh, one of them is Graveface Records, um, and they specialize in like horror movie soundtracks. And they have their own imprints. And they actually, oh, cool. They take a lot of soundtracks that never were commercially available, and they repress them, and and it's it's super cool. And then they also do that with like movies and stuff. So there's I think relatively well known WNUF Halloween special, 
which is kind of like a faux VHS recording with like fake commercials and it's all filmed on like 90s television equipment and they remastered it and they added like a whole like actor's commentary and a director's commentary and everything to it. So it's just they take these incredible pieces of cult media and they preserve them and I, I think that kind of stuff's important too. That's super dope. Yeah. I said two places. The other one is called Bucket of Blood Records. They're not, they're, they're very cool, but they don't repress anything. It probably should have led with that one, but <laughs> we'll edit it. We'll edit get it. a clean take of me saying one place I want to mention. And I'll go into it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so I, I know that I kind of went off a little bit earlier about some of my like favorite things about uh, playing the game. Um, but, uh, Lara, Leah, uh, were there, are, do y'all have any, like, standout moments or, sta- or like, memorable mechanics, things that happened in the game itself or, like, the game material? I mean, the, the thing that I really want to, uh, compliment is how fucking 90s it feels, because I'm not a fake 90s kid. <laughs> I am a, a genuine uh uh 90s kid like a lot of trans people in their 30s my sense of style stopped in high school there were no movies that came out after the matrix as far as i'm concerned and uh it 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 does bring back just I, i i've pulled up the pdf now and i'm looking at it and it really does feel uh very very true to form to me big blocky shapes floating yeah. in the ether <laughs> yeah we we wanted to really capture that jazz cups vibe those you know <laughs> those blue cups with the squiggly lines that that is the design that we wanted to channel i love the layout of the of the book the the graphic design for it is great that's that's great yeah i remember us being like let's make the font bigger no, bigger. <laughs> I don't know. Gone are the days where role playing games had to have like eight point font across the board. Not thank feels you. Nice. <laughs> actually, thank you. We've commented on this before, but like text size large enough to be on a PDF when it's on a screen, like right. at a hundred percent, at a hundred percent zoom, like that's that's it that's all you got to do for to make a great to make it like great for your like your person running the game yeah (laughs) it's kind of wild to think about this world in which you know people are having to reference a bunch of rules at a table and you have to like open up the book and quickly get a microscope or something (laughs) (laughs) and i understand that you don't want your like D tome to be 400 pages long but it (laughs) it is very helpful for me to have something i can reference at a glance yeah absolutely i think this was the most fun book to lay out i think like with questlandia and noirlandia we were you know we were trying to convince people that we could be professional mm-hmm. and by the time we got to damn the man we were just like the gig's up like whatever let's <laughs> just do shapes <laughs> yeah floating shapes oh yeah colors and shapes yeah i mean i i i don't want to say that it wouldn't have worked if it weren't laid out the way it was it's a good game it's a good game i enjoyed it but god it it really helped to to just fucking flip through this and immediately think to myself i want to i want to hack stuff now yes. yeah. <laughs> that's great i mean i think design definitely like can it can really set the tone so oh man the hacker battle at cd emporium god that was <laughs> yes. fun 
<laughs> Hackers, best movie of all time. Yeah. Picture of the year every year. Yes. <laughs> and to tie it all together, John bought me the vinyl record of the Hackers soundtrack when they re- when they repressed it two two discs gatefold and sent it to me and it's the best gift I've ever gotten. Oh. <laughs> uh yeah, I, when you were saying you stopped dressing like anything after the Matrix, that was me. That's me with hackers right now. I want to look like I'm gonna go hack <laughs> every single day. <laughs> I set up my Linux desktop to look like Acid Burns computer. I'm I'm, I'm going hard. My Wi-Fi is called Cyberdelia. <laughs> anyway, beautiful. And that's why I haven't seen Empire Records because. I only watch hackers on repeat. <laughs> and that's okay. You you committed to the bit, and yeah, now valid. you have to just yeah. <laughs> you got to see it through. It's like till death do us blart, but hackers. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I talked a little bit up front about like what I liked most about making my character and getting to inhabit the space, and then I, I sort of poked in little bits throughout about just how much I enjoyed not trying to accomplish any of the main goals. Because, again, my character is a pretty bad employee. Uh, I was more concerned with, like, <laughs> looking cool in front of my peers, trying to do little skateboard tricks, uh, <laughs> trying to put up a front, I think. For me, a lot of it was, like, I'm 17 in this game. I'm about to move out and go to college. And so, to me, the job is going to end one way or the other. Uh, and it's mm. more about... And, again, I mean, this is built into the game so well with the relationships mechanic... Uh, and the we cool, uh, and by the end of the game, we were all cool. Um, but I <laughs> loved sweet. repairing those relationships and mm-hmm. working through like the very real emotions that I think a lot of us have experienced when it comes to like leaving and and knowing you're not going to see people a lot, you know. Um, so I think I, I think I had the most meaningful interactions with the game through those kinds of things. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, especially. I think I had the more meaningful relationship with Tess because we were like childhood friends who had kind of grown a little estranged and then I got a lot closer with your brother and then, but your brother and I were never really as close. So, it, you know, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then I thought I had a very satisfying arc ending with, with sharing some very emotional stuff with the two of you. I, I really enjoy the degree to which we could just kind of ignore the plot and focus on you know doing stuff together like yeah maybe we are in pursuit of a goal but really we're, we're doing a little heist together we're, we're pawning just gonna do a boxes heist together the emporium. yeah <laughs> and if That's that is great. what is important to us then it doesn't super matter if it really contributes to our goals we can fuck around a little bit yeah, I mean, you have those three scene options for a reason, whether you want to double down on your task that your boss gave you, which is a drag, or you want to heal a relationship or work on your goal. And I think that, uh, like, you could you could take the game in whatever direction you're most excited about as a group. I mean, you're going to have the groups who are just like, we have to min-max this. We're going to all double. You better double down. But I guess <laughs> I'm kind of the man, so <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but well, all I the love, options are there yeah I, I love how those other those uh, how the options of like 
being of getting cool with someone and like accomplishing your goal i like how they naturally strengthen uh like your your dice rolls in the future as well like these like these emotional mechanics are rewarded um and it and i, I would say encourage I, I i can't stop my brain from figuring out how to solve the game so i was definitely i definitely looked at this and was like Okay, so if, so if someone gets cool in the first round, then they'll have two dice which they can use to accomplish the goal in the second round. And if that doesn't work out, they'll have three for the inside. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's totally okay. Yeah. <laughs> I could not kickstart my brain to even start thinking like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the same way. And that's why Evan and I make a good design team is that Evan's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to actually, I'm going to figure out the... Uh, you know the statistics around Mm -hmm. (laughs) what would happen if somebody made the is there is there a wrong choice or a wrong order to do things and i'm just like yeah but like what about the lost cat so (laughs) yeah i'm always just like you know just in case somebody like me plays this game yeah Uh, somebody like you somebody like john who's like somebody who's you know doing the mental math yeah i want that to be a fun track as well yeah and I think it definitely, I think it definitely works that way. Um, like, however invested you want to be in in those mechanics, I think the game still runs well. Yeah, we had all kinds, and we had a really good time. Mm-hmm. Great, I'm so glad. Yeah, uh, so I think I'd like to talk about like what what is queer about your game. If you if you see queerness in your game, where do you see tabletop? in the context of the queer community. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's there's like the specific of damn the man save the music or or the more general. Uh both. both. Yeah, yeah, like both, if, yeah. if you tried, how did you bring it to this game? If you didn't, that's also totally fine, you know. Um and then so if you if you didn't just in general, but if you did, you know, I would love to hear about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up as like a queer person at a time when blockbuster was still a thing and there was these you know you would have like one shelf on blockbuster which would be sort of a shelf that i was kind of like oh what's this shelf about why do i feel sort of drawn to this shelf with like the three gay movies or whatever like uh, it was like but i'm a cheerleader and then other terrible ones where usually people die in the end like there weren't as many options and uh part of making damn the man was that we also wanted to just we wrote a little section into the book about like rewriting some of the worst tropes of the 90s movies mm-hmm. because you know in general the media that was like the dominant media especially comedy at the time was like kind of chitty and problematic yeah. and yeah um, you know if there was representation it was often like the queer characters were the butt of the joke and that 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 sucks mm-hmm. um so I think for us, it was really fun to be able to bring some of the energy of our favorite 90s movies into like just uh, creating a space for people to tell those to tell that story and bring the 90s vibes and have the jazz cups and the shapes and the fun, but like without the uh, homophobia. So yeah. that was that was that was good. Um, I mean, in terms of role-playing games and queerness i role-playing games are just so gay i don't know (laughs) (laughs) facts this the entire thesis for this podcast yeah maybe that's just (laughs) that might be the social space that i occupy (laughs) so i bring some of that evan do you have like a more articulate thing to say (laughs) i feel like 
in a lot of our games and 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 increasingly with each successive game they've been about finding a queer family like mm. finding a community and the different ways to seek that and i mean empire records the movie it has that feeling of like oh this is this is a family this is a found family for everyone in it and i mean i think this led straight to mud as the next project right after this we made a zine about uh a golem awaking without any creator around and struggling to figure out what's going on with themselves who they are why everybody is treating them differently and seeing them as monstrous and even attempts to find other sort of discarded cultural golems and still feeling like it's not fitting it's not right like i don't know that i'm there yet Mm -hmm. and that's i think that's a story that hannah and i have both had that we both lived out and for me like growing up i had one best friend in school where it's just like oh my god there's another person who is queer and lovely and i mistakenly was like it's because he's a gamer like me (laughs) 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 oh yes and so i went to college group (laughs) (laughs) and like i there is an option in my college to select what hall of dorms you go to and there's a specific gamer hall and i was like oh my god this is going to be an entire like incredible community (laughs) of beautiful gamer i I was Uh (laughs) like it didn't take long for me to be like what is a gamer oh my god oh no Uh, and there's there was a whole backlash period for me where it was just like wait i need to figure out a whole different categorization category you know a way of figuring out who's who and like (laughs) and part of that for me has been returning to games and seeing like okay that wasn't actually completely wrong like Mm. there is something about games as a like focus of maintaining playfulness and Mm -hmm. uh seeking out like face-to-face interactions with people and and i don't know just sort of like building a different kind of connection and yeah uh i've come to appreciate that side of games more and more and wanted our games to encourage it more and more that's beautiful yeah i'm glad you healed from your time in the gamer hall (laughs) (laughs) it's a work in progress (laughs) aren't we all yeah i think that's that's like the first time we might have talked about found family as like a mm-hmm. piece of tabletop games, but I mean, it's really built in there. I mean, if you're in a campaign without like a murder rogue or something, like it's you know, <laughs> in in the better like versions of tabletop games, I mean, it certainly is. You know, you you trust these people and you count on them, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a super strong theme in a ton of games. That's yeah. And I absolutely felt that uh, for like for y'all's group of players, and even like even Dan too, even Dan getting in there, um, trying oh so hard to be cool and and one of the kids. He is cool. <laughs> He's the terrible dad, but <laughs> horrifyingly permissive. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I, I think that this game sets it up really well. Yeah. He's the heart, and Aquarius Rising was just a, a cold, dead-end exterior. <laughs> we really threw him under the bus. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk. <laughs> I think he came around a little in the end, as disaffected and jaded as he was. Yeah. I tried to, I tried to play him oh as ultimately God. caring about Dan's dreams. I just remembered initially we were going to be like, oh yeah, he's like a washed up like heroin addict or something. Cause you know, that's, that's oh. I, as, at a young age, I read a bunch of musicians biographies when I should not have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, and then we decided like, no, he's never done drugs. He's never caused an accident. <laughs> he's just always there when something happens. Right. <laughs> like anytime someone in the Hollywood Hills like crashes their car or if someone overdoses, he's there, but he had nothing to do with it. We have a friend who's like that in real life. He's <laughs> a disaster magnet. Somehow, yeah, it's amazing. And is never the cause, but is somehow just always, like, he's like the forest, the forest gump of Massachusetts. Like, just <laughs> oh my god. The person with the best stories, because you survived all of it. <laughs> yeah pretty wild yeah i really liked what you were uh saying to evan about like games as kind of like intentionally fostering playfulness um which i, I don't know it sounds obvious when i say it out loud but i i feel like that's important like as someone who values like imagination and like whimsicality and you know like i think that it's i think that it's cool that games are that like games and tabletop games are a way for people to come together over these like pro-social fun things and just like you know it, it's it, it is a it is a commitment to in, to valuing like to, to valuing fun I think that's, and I think there's something to be appreciated there. Yeah. I feel like that that would be a great handbook for someone that just bought like a Putt-Putt franchise, valuing fun, <laughs> putting a price tag I mean, on I think, joy. I think that needs to be a Damn the Man Save the Music hack is the Putt-Putt franchise version. Oh my God, I would God. love that. Oh God, yes. play the hell out of that. Wow. It sounds good, right? It does sound good. God, I spent so much time at my local putt-putt on on middle school band trips so you know crazy bunch of bunch of weirdos the the putt-putt in austin is where james's parents met oh my god that's so hot (laughs) (laughs) no that was a fun bit of history James, james being a dear friend of mine who i've known since middle school and that uh, Leah has known since college. Yeah, that's a great origin story. Yeah, <laughs> my wife and I did not meet at a putt putt, but we both lived in the same area and were able to reminisce about the laser tag course at our local putt putt. <laughs> oh, that's so good! Because it was like, <laughs> like this place was for children, but the laser uh, tag course was themed after like mummies, but like horrifying mummies, like dead, <laughs> zombified, rotting mummies. <laughs> <laughs> and there were just these creepy like neon blacklight paintings all over the place of just the goriest shit like they had paid some unhinged high school freshman three hundred dollars and as much monster energy as he wanted to just go ham that's on like the my ins- dream job 
That's I feel that's like rad. it may have just been a payment in Monster Energy and not even $100. That's probably true. They gave him a bunch of crushed up Smarties and they said they were selling him like Adderall or something. I don't know. Oh, God. Um, Flashbacks to my high school. <laughs> high schoolers are dumb. Uh, anyway. My putt-putt closed. I can never go back. Only in my mind. Uh-huh. But... I'll turn it into a hack. That'll be fun. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to play that hack. <laughs> or I might do one of my weird abstract 3D games where you get lost in the mummy maze and have to shoot your way out or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, do we want to ask the super special secret question? Uh, sure. Um... <laughs> you... I... So... <laughs> It's been a while. I don't know if, if, John, if John remembers. Or... Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if we're on the same page about this one. All right. um, do, we, do we have other more serious topics to discuss first or not? Nah? What could be more serious than this? Uh, Evan and Hannah, um, what is y'all's favorite piece of dragon-related media? Yes, that is what I was thinking. <laughs> this is a question that we've been kicking around since we played... <laughs> I, like, dra- I like it. Yeah, since we played Dragon Hearts. Our second um, game on the podcast. Yeah, by, oh, by Fractal nice. Dragon. Yeah. Um, Evan, what's your favorite dragon-related media? I promise I won't just copy you. <laughs> Unless it's my favorite, too. <laughs> Actually, then I, I mean, This is very specific, but it's what popped into my mind. It is the description of silver dragons in the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Monster Manual, which Ooh. I had as a child. Cool. Uh, what a niche pull. And so why that? <laughs> there is something about this dragon that was a shapeshifter and could take all sorts of different forms and could be mm-hmm. human or like a beautiful mythical beast. And I was like, that's going to be my AOL screen name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I lived the silver dragon life for quite a while. I guess I'm like really, I'm empowering some people who want to do like a deep dive into my internet history. How did I not know this? Wait, so what was, was your screen name like silver dragon XX? Like what was, what? So, I mean, we're talking like 11, 12 years old and like my memory is like, I got silver dragon, one word. (laughs) Silver and dragon capitalized (laughs) and then like historic. Oh my gosh. Uh, That is winning the screen name lottery, bud. Yeah. That's good. I think that might have been for like a specific just for kids chat room website or something. So uh, it wasn't. You were like silver dragons entered the chat. Wow. Uh, Speaking of like, well, AOL's, the the, like kid one is, is a niche chat room. I remember in middle school, we had this shitty email service for all the kids because they were like, you know, you're going to have so much goddamn homework, you're going to have to email each other about it. It was called Gaggle <laughs> instead of Google. <laughs> so my oh, first wow. ever email address was at gaggle.com. It doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. Uh, and then there was a chat app on there and, and it would like censor everything. And if you said a bad word, it would get sent to like the, the principal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, it was wild. <laughs> the school intranet. Yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. And then recently I went back and found this very old forum that I'd spent some time on. 
called mm-hmm. soemo.com. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Which is still up, yes. but I don't give a shit about it now. I wanted to see my like 2009 soemo.com forum posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found them. <laughs> Thanks, Wayback Machine. It's there forever. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Hannah, what's Evan, your favorite I, dragon yeah, stuff? Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, gosh, Evans was so good. And I was going to say a totally boring one. And then I just got hit with this memory. Um, so I'm going to say. Yes. I'm gonna Take say, us there. Yeah. Um, so, oh, gosh, I don't know what, what year this would have been. But maybe this was like 2009 or something. And I had, you know, had a little blog spot blog. And sometimes I would do artwork and scan it and one of the pieces of art that I did on this little blog was just I just drawn like this little pen drawing of a dragon but Mm. I guess that because of sort of the little like circle that I drew around the dragon it looked like the dragon was like a little dragon that was in the stomach of some larger creature that wasn't my intention at all Mm -hmm. but (laughs) that is how I learned in my life uh, what vor meant because this was still this was this was still when you could like see like who like who uh. was getting to your blog with what searches and for like two years of my life my dragon picture on my young blog was one of like the top internet searches for for vor. <laughs> what? Pictures <laughs> so bad is the thing. And I'm like, <laughs> It's like a totally innocent, cute little picture. I doubt I have it still. Well, I'm uh, going to go I type can... Dragon Thor into Gaggle, and I'm going to see if <laughs> it's on Gaggle. You can see if it's on Gaggle. I will legitimately try to see if there's like any way I can remember the blog name on the like and find it on the Wayback Machine. <laughs> it hasn't existed for a decade. But yeah, I was just hit with this memory suddenly of being like, why are all these people finding my dragon picture with this word that I'm not familiar with? <laughs> well, everyone, we'd like to thank famous Vore artist Hannah for being on our thank show you. today. Yeah, yeah. Little, little did you know. <laughs> so there, yeah, that's, I guess that's my favorite piece of dragon media. That's, that's beautiful. Incredible. <laughs> like, up front, I was like, oh, I bet it's, like, something we've already talked about, like, Aragon or something. But no, I was so wrong. I couldn't have been more wrong. It was It was about to be. And then I just, yeah, it just flashed through my mind. So. God, little did we know we had the silver dragon and, <laughs> and, and dragon vor iconographer, uh, like, progenitus yeah. on yeah. this. Yeah, really, really Genitus. lucky. <laughs> we, we make rare appearances in our true form, but... I'm off to secure dragon vor progenitus as, as our new URL. <laughs> I've been talking about the rebranding. Yes, like... that's true. <laughs> we need to get way more into niche pornography. Well, if, if I find on the, the other picture, podcast. I will definitely share it. Yeah, on the Patreon, that'll be the exclusive content where we rate. Right, right, right. <laughs> add it to the add it to the bonus content list. <laughs> oh. Well, all right. Uh, are are we ready to move into plugs? Well, there's no way yeah. to follow that. Sounds, so yes, we're gonna sounds have. good. Yeah, yeah, right. So... I think we. I, <laughs> uh yeah let's let's start uh in reverse order from how we were introduced so hannah and evan would you like to plug yourselves and your itch.io and anything else cool you got going on 
Sure. Uh, I mean, be, you know, besides searching Dragonborn and knowing that you'll <laughs> you'll be able to find us. Uh, uh, our company is Turtle Bun. It's just the two of us. It's uh, the banner under which we make our games. Uh, we're Turtle Bun on Itch.io, TurtleBun.com, and uh, I guess I don't know when this this will probably come out a while from now, right? So. If we have a, we're going to have a little Kickstarter running over the next two mm -hmm. weeks, but like probably that won't. It already out. ran. Yeah. It was, it, you, I'm sure everybody heard of it. It was, it was oh, a big deal. Oh, it was, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I, I won't plug that, but you can find all of our stuff at, at Turtle Bun. Excellent. We'll, we'll plug oh. your Twitter when we post this as well. So hopefully it helps people find y'all. Thank you. We have a podcast. Too. Is it rude to plug a podcast on a podcast? Uh, dare you that's some this is the only podcast anybody should listen to actually uh, and i retract my sentence no no please we'd love to hear about it uh hannah and, and i have a have a podcast about making games and how that's been for us <laughs> over the years oh rad uh, it's just it's called design doc and it started as a very focused podcast about making a single role-playing game project uh and it has since veered off uh just yeah. like that project has it never got made we made <laughs> other stuff life happened to us so we just we just check in <laughs> cool that sounds awesome well, brilliant we're gonna well, well we'll link to that too that sounds amazing lara do you want to tell us about glaives and geese arms Guizarms. Uh, I definitely want to talk about Glaives and Guizarms and Glaive Guizarms. Hi, I'm Laura Page Turner, alias Glaive Guizarm Games. And you can find me on the internet at Glaive Guizarm Games. Just look up Glaive Guizarm. And if you aren't sure how to spell it, learn more about medieval weaponry. And you'll <laughs> probably find me. I don't have a cool other podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is your cool that's, other that's podcast. A, medieval weaponry is enough for sure. I should do a medieval weaponry podcast. <laughs> While you were studying podcasts. All <laughs> 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 right, John, where can we where can we find you if we're so inclined? Oh uh, gosh, here um this is my only notable presence at the moment at least until i finally get music city out the door but we'll see how much longer i talk about that before it happens hey um, you're still <laughs> sending me updates so it's like it's happening it's going on in the background it's very exciting the like version 1.0 is like right there i'm writing the safety mechanics section i think a couple of mechanics need to be redone but it is like i'm 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 nearing like like publication and like layout section of this like taking it over into publish like nice ooh, it's getting there yeah I, i'm feeling it for the first time it was exciting cool uh well i'm leah uh you can find all of my very strange unity games uh on itch.io under entropic dash arts or entropic arts uh if you search that uh i have also started an art station which i know it's not a great time for that but uh uh, I'm doing a lot of digital rendering work, uh, so if you're interested in seeing that, it's Neon Leah on ArtStation. Uh, yeah, and cool. that's all my stuff. So thank you again so much for coming on and for making an incredible game uh, for other people to play. Thanks for playing it. Absolutely, it was it was our pleasure. Thanks for thanks. having us here. Yeah, thanks so much for having nice us on all. tonight. 
Yeah, and if y'all have recommendations for other games that you've made oh. or other, John just had a brain blast. Well, of course we haven't we haven't asked them for a game recommendation. That's right. Okay, so this is Shit, it has been too long. This is another thing. Usually we tell you about this up front so you can think about it. So if you wanna if you wanna get <laughs> to us after the show, we'll tack this on to the end. Um, but yeah, we played one of your games, so we're gonna ask y'all to pick another creator or another game that you love that is kind of queer or, or you know, in line with our oeuvre, uh, for us to check out and play uh, sometime in the near future. You don't have yeah. to, but we'd love it. Oh, I mean, you know, I don't know. This is su- it's like such a classic, but uh, I think the longest running, like very queer themed game that both evan and i played in was a monster hearts campaign oh yeah um, it's just it's it's great it i feel like it really paved the way for a lot of what you know what has come after it so monster hearts still has a really warm place in my heart i can't believe that hasn't come up sooner yeah absolutely that's great i was like everybody's gonna say monster hearts but (laughs) there you go you never know Um, i'm i'm running into the limits of my memory but there's like a few sanguine games that I'd recommend. They're, they're a publisher that did a series of like RPGs with a very bizarre, intricate set of rules that I adore. It's like if you really want to just dig into archaic dice, but used in a beautiful, narrative, expressive system uh, that's also furry. Then oh, you should check out Usagi oh, yeah. Yojimbo, and uh, and uh, they have one that's like a just a noir theme that's fantastic, but the name of it's slipping my mind. Nice. Yeah, we haven't played any noir games yet, but I I enjoy that genre very much. So I I think we should totally like if we don't do it on the show, I'm still gonna go try and run a Noirlandia game at some point. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. And you said that was Sanguine Games. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, that was a hell of a pitch. I, I love archaic dice. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to say, that sounds like a John game. <laughs> they did Urban Jungle. Urban Jungle's yeah. amazing. Okay, I know these people. Oh, Urban Jungle, right. Yeah, okay. Hell Sweet. yeah. Well, well, thanks so much for having us on tonight. Yeah, thank yeah, you thank so you much, very for much for making the time. Yeah, for real. I'm so glad that we could finally get this together. John, what's today's gender of the day? Yeah, uh, well, this has been GTRTP, brought to you by the gender Dragon Vore Progenitus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Bye, everybody. Sure you can sign up. <laughs>